Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Brian, uh, the, we, we managed to go most of that first segment without doing what everybody expected us to do, and that was talk about the quarterback. We, we, we didn't do that. Uh, because we, we wanted to save that for a broader segment for us to discuss. And before we get into that, uh, I just want to remind you guys uh, of our great partner here at Love of the Star, Boomer Jacks. You know, there was a, a fan in town for the game uh, today. His name was Lou, and Lou was asking me, uh, hey, where, where do I go to, to watch the rest of the NFL games after, after you know, the, the game's over? Where, where do I head over to? I said, I've got just the perfect answer for you. It's Boomer Jacks. Head on over there with your family. You got, you got your kids with you. That's the perfect spot for you. It is a family-friendly environment. It's a great environment for fans. It's a great environment for coworkers looking for happy hour, whatever you want to do. Great drink specials starting at $3 there. They have the coldest beer in the Metroplex. It is the best, top of the line. And one of the things they're really wanting you guys to know about right now is their wing specials. Uh, you're going to be listening to this podcast on Monday, so you can plan ahead a little bit. Tuesday night, 
They've got half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday night, it's half-price boneless wings. So whatever you're into in the wing front, uh, they've got you handled there at Boomer Jacks. And there are 17 DFW locations, so I promise you there is one near you. You can uh, find your local Boomer Jacks by heading over to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian. Dak Prescott returned. He, 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 he looked shaky at times. It wasn't always great. We talked about this this week. There were going to yeah. be moments where he's going to skip a throw, sail a throw, whatever. It, timing, the, the the connection. Mike McCarthy said last week the biggest issue is going to be timing with his receivers more than anything else, just getting that that repetition back a little bit. Uh, and Mike McCarthy was asked after the game, all right, Coach, what did you think of Dak Prescott's performance? Uh, I, th- I think clearly, you know, to, you know, to be expected, I thought Dak performed better as the game went on. I, you know, I think it's like anything. You know, it's the first time he's been out there in quite some time. Um, so... But, you know, starting with the command of the huddle and the whole operation, I thought he was really on point there. Um, so, you know, handled the adjustments that were going on during the course of the game. So, you know, th- those are the little things that don't show up in the – or there are big things that don't show up in the, in the stat column. So, you know, I thought the operation was really good. Um, but, hey, you know, it's, I think it's just like anything, especially at the quarterback position, you come back from a, an injury to your throwing hand. I mean, he just he – just, he needs reps. He needs to continue to – continue to get the reps and uh, we'll get a full week this week going into Chicago I think it'll really help him a, a bunch you know you're coming out of the Sunday night game with no practice on Wednesday we're just more throwing routes on there you know as much team activity that we can you know participate in it's only going to get him back to where where he was coming out of training camp but obviously I thought he had a winning performance today Brian Dak Prescott 19 of 25 207 yards a touchdown zero interceptions which as you know I have to fight the fight on social media all the time I, I was literally having people talk about what an awful performance Dak put up. And it's like, look, whether he was totally sharp or not, which he wasn't, um, uh, you know, I, I think it's funny to look at a guy who went, you know, had six incompletions on 25 attempts and didn't throw an interception, had a pass rate of 113 and say he was awful. Uh, to me, this was better than any game Cooper Rush played. And, and we still were, were critical of it. Uh, but overall, I, I think that Mike McCarthy's got it there. There's going to be a little bit of rust that you're knocking off. You're still going to try and get into your rhythm a little bit. And I think Chicago will be better than, you know, this Detroit game. And I think Green Bay will be better than Chicago. And, and by the time we get to Minnesota, I think you'll see, all right, Dax got his rhythm back. And, and this is what we're looking at here. Yeah. And I think Mike McCarthy really spelled it out for you. If you're a fan and you want to be critical of Dak Prescott's the way he played, Mike McCarthy told you they really didn't practice very much this week. No. You know? They didn't, and and I know when we're out at the star, I know a lot of times I, I do work with uh, Cowboys break. Uh, you know, I, I walk from the, uh, I walked right past the practice field when they're working out. I see a lot of t-shirts and helmets. Yep. You know, I don't see full padded practices. This isn't like 1986 where you had all these players you could bring out there and. You know, and you can bang around and have padded practices and work hard and do all that stuff. Mike McCarthy is very mindful of his team's health. He's very mindful of that. Yep. And I'm not making an excuse for Dak Prescott, but Mike McCarthy just made an excuse for him that the first really live action that he was going to see was going to be in this football game. He could throw routes all day against air and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And they probably were pretty fearful about putting him up against a rush and, you know, with against scout team. 
just because don't get around Dak. Don't let him, you know, don't let him throw. And, you know, sometimes you have these defenders that get, you know, they beat a guy, they get right by the quarterback, and then quarterback throws the ball and his hand hits the helmet of yep. the defender. Yep. You know, and I listen, I can Dak Prescott play better? Yes. Sure. Is he gonna need is he gonna need to play better? Yes. Is it give you more opportunity than what Cooper Rush uh was showing? Yes. Did he get the same results as Cooper Rush? Yes, they got to win. You know, that's that's all that matters right sure. now. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. We're not trying to get in the Sugar Bowl here or the <laughs> National Championship game. Yeah. We're trying to win football games. Whatever it takes to win a football game, whether it's getting five turnovers or Dak Prescott throwing for 207 yards, that's what it has to be. So, but McCarthy told you why Dak probably was rusty. They really didn't practice this week. Yeah. They'll get back to a normal way of practicing because they're not going to get home at 4 in the morning at a, from a game from Philadelphia on Monday. McCarthy is very mindful of the health and the condition of his team. The people in the front office, the doctors, the trainers applaud him for this. You know, That's one of the reasons why, yeah, you weren't tough enough last year to win in the playoffs, but you had one of the most healthiest teams going into the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, that, that you have to have health, you have to have luck, you have to have some breaks. And I, I think you're right. I think Dak will get better, you know, because it wasn't good enough to start out. But I think as things started to progress, he felt a little bit better about his situation as the game went on. Well, and we're talking about in the second half, he was 10 of 11. I, I mean, he was damn near perfect on his completion percentage in the second half. And it was a lot of, you know, uh, easier looks. But, I mean, he had a couple throws there. He had one to C.D. Lamb that, that was significant. Um, and I think, I'm, I'm trying to remember, was the the incompletion to Gallup on the slant that was a little behind Gallup. That was first half. Uh, yeah, that, and that was that was not thrown well. It, it, was, and, it was not thrown well. So here, here's how I looked at it. There, Michael there were, Gallup's another question going on, too. That, that. that is definitely something that needs to be discussed. But I, I think that I looked at, I saw two really bad throws. There was the yeah. one to CeeDee Lamb that was almost picked off. There was the one that was way underthrown to Michael Gallup the very next play. So those two throws were really bad. Um, there, there were two other throws that could have been better, and, and the throws could be better, and I also think at the same time the receivers could have finished the play. I think Gallup could have caught that ball. It could have been a better ball, but he could have caught it. And I think the opening throw to Noah Brown, that could have been a better ball, and Noah Brown still probably should have caught it. So to me, Yeah, I, but, but Dak will tell you he got caught in between – Running and he and then Noah flashed. Yeah, open. because because so it's funny. You remember we talked. We said what would be the first throw, and I told you PA boot to a tight end, and yeah. that was what was drawn up. And the tight end got stuck in traffic. Apparently, in fact, we'll we'll play this cut really quick. This is Dak Prescott talking about how he performed, and then addressing the question of that first throw, which sailed a little bit on him to Noah Brown. Yeah, I felt great. Um, I felt comfortable with everything. Uh, thumb definitely didn't bother me. wasn't a thought in my head. Um, felt like after a few throws, um, yeah, I was I was back into it. Um, and that, that, that drive before uh, halftime, um, I felt like I'd, I made a few that just said, hey, we're, we're, we're good to go. Don't think about anything again. And, yeah, so I felt fine. But this is about the team. This is a great team win. Uh, this is what I've been watching for the last five weeks, this defense, the special teams, um, and just us playing complimentary football. And it was just uh, it's just great to be back and be a part of it. Were you juiced on that first throw, Noah? Honestly, I... When I came out, there's supposed to be a, um, a tight end also getting free. Got uh, knocked off, I guess, on his route. And initially in my head, I was thinking to run. And then Noah flashes. Uh, and then, so that's kind of 
while the ball placement was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you want that back. But then again, it's part of maybe next time I run, I'll probably still be running. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's interesting there maybe next time he runs is he is he gonna run i i still don't know that we're we're sure we're gonna see him run i i i think that uh, he had a couple opportunities today, and look, I think we, he looked more mobile in training camp. That was something I was excited about heading into the season. Um, but again, it's just there was an opportunity there to run, and he chose not to. Now Noah Brown was open um, and, and could have picked up a big, you know, had a big game there. But uh, ultimately, you you hear him kind of describe that tight end gets lost in the trash. But but that doesn't surprise me. That I think we had thought that that there there were a few things that I think we thought would happen. They were going to lean on the running game a lot. They did that. I, I felt like they were going to try and take the ball first because they didn't want to try and pressure Dak and to get into a shootout. They, they, I think they felt like we need to score first. Let's not let Detroit get points on the board and immediately put pressure on our quarterback to like, hey, we need to score. Um, so I felt like getting the ball first made some sense and they won the toss and took it uh, instead of deferring. Um, and then I thought they were going to try and set him up for an easy throw right out of the gate, which is that play action boot to to the tight end. And, and that's what they looked for. So I, I think this ultimately fell along a pretty predictable script for what we expected for Dak Prescott. Um, but Brian, is there anything that still concerns you when you take in the cumulative effect of what you saw today and what you saw in week one or anything you feel better about and say, ah, okay, I saw this today, so that makes me feel better that week one was just week one? Or do you think these, all of this is still undetermined? Are these Cowboy receivers getting any separation on the outside? Boy, it doesn't feel like it. Man, it, it's tough. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to on uh, – on Monday morning, sitting down watching the All-22 and trying to figure these things out. Uh, I know they didn't get any separation against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at all. I think the Eagles did a great job of playing defense. I know I was saying a lot that the Eagles are they hold, uh, they grab on. You know, in that game, Dallas couldn't separate, right. and the officials weren't going to call a, a game where Dallas was going to get any pass interference or, def- or holdings or anything like that. Um, I just wonder. Uh, we talk about Kellen Moore. Uh, we talk about route combinations. We talk about finding ways to get his receivers open. I really wonder if, in fact, if we sit down and, and watch these receivers against press coverage, are they winning enough off the line of scrimmage? Are they doing enough to, to in the passing game, 
uh, you know, affect uh, the game. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen some good downfield plays, but nearly a lot, when you watch these NFL games, it always seems like these receivers are running routes and it run after catch is huge. And with the Cowboys, it seems like at least the last couple of weeks, uh, they've had to deal with more of uh, more of contested balls, yeah. you know, and, and I think, you know, it, you can even maybe go back to some of the other games if you went down and watched them, you know, how many contested plays, how are these Cowboy receivers winning off the line? I, I think that's something because Michael, Michael Gallup shouldn't have two targets and zero catches. It, right. it, that, should, that shouldn't happen in a game, you know. Uh, now, is is it Dak getting back into it? I you know we'll see, but Michael Gallup is a better player than a two target no catch game. He's a much better player than that. But I wonder if in fact that these guys are winning enough off the line for the offense or also though for their quarterback, and that includes Cooper Rush. By sure, the way. sure, absolutely. When you look at I obviously like. I'm not saying anybody's available for trade or anything like that, but if you were to look at the 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 Cowboys and, and trying to find, you, you know, when they went and got Amari Cooper, they felt like, hey, this is Dak friendly. You remember that was one of the terms, Dak friendly, and I think that's the case. The, the way Amari Cooper runs routes and things like that, I, I think is great. Name me a type of receiver you think that, man, I'd really like to see that type of player. Obviously, you, you want a talented receiver, but, like, I want to see that skill set at receiver playing within this offense that, that you feel like, they're good enough that I don't think they'll be shackled by play calling or scheme. I think they're good enough to win one-on-one or be schemed up either way and also be the type of receiver that Dak can connect with. Is that, I mean, honestly, it's funny. Is that guy Amari Cooper and they traded him? Well, it's it's obviously somebody similar to that. Uh, could you win with what the guys at the Los Angeles Chargers? You know, bigger guys that, you know, they, they seem to get open in routes. Could you win with the guys in uh, Miami? Miami. Could you win in the, with the guys in Denver? You know, with those guys? I mean, they're not throwing the ball great in Denver, but, you know, that might be the little bit of the quarterback situation. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Tampa, those guys getting open. I, I think it's just been tough for these receivers and it might be because of the way these defenses are playing him now with all this clog and cover. You know, it's rush four, drop uh, seven. Rush four, drop seven. You know, yeah. rush three, drop eight. You know, it's maybe it's harder to run routes. Maybe it's harder to win at the line of scrimmage. Maybe officials aren't calling illegal contacts and holds as much as we've seen in the past. But it just seems like the Cowboy receivers aren't, open as much as we've seen some of the other receivers around the league. And I wish I could give you a name, Bobby. I wish I could say, oh, well, hey, go get Cooper Cup. Or, oh, go get Odell Beckham. Or, oh, go get, you know. Sure. I don't know. They they need to do a better job of winning off that, off the jump, off the snap, and getting in his routes. And, then, you know, maybe that will help Dak or, or Cooper Rush or whoever's playing quarterback. Which and he has not had a great performance in Miami, but I, I think that's irrelevant to the to the idea of the chemistry they had and, and the type of player he was in terms of he could play all the positions. Do you think they regret Cedric Wilson leaving more than Amari Cooper? If they could go back and do well, it and say, "Hey, let's have Cedric Wilson here instead of using that pick on Jalen Tolbert. Let's use that capital on somebody else and just re-sign Cedric Wilson." Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I Cedric Wilson 
had some unique things about his game. I don't think Noah Brown's been terrible. No, I, mean, I don't either. Noah, Noah, he he was it, terrible Noah, Noah in the Brown. first half of this game today. He had he the, he had the mean, legal no, block in the back, the fumble. It was it wasn't great, but no, he's no been question. good overall. No question. He Noah Brown has been good overall. And matter of fact, and you're absolutely right. He wasn't great. It was a bad half of football for him. But if you look at overall, I, I man, I think Noah Brown's actually playing better than Michael Gallup. Yeah, right you know? now. And, yeah. And, and and I mean, right now. And so you need to figure out what's going on with Michael Gallup. You need to figure that out, like, right now. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.